Shoop de shoop de doo. You're listening to the AP Annual Podcasts, not affiliated with the Associated Press. Shoop shoop. To listen to more of our shows, visit annualpodcasts.com. And to support us and help us grow our network, visit patreon.com slash the annual. Welcome to Now Available on Video Cassette, your favorite 90s movie nostalgia podcast. I am Tom Hewinger, joined as always by the Mr. Furious to my shoveler, Trevor Williams. I can feel it all building up inside. Are you upset that I let myself, I'm the shoveler and you're Mr. Furious? Why? Well, I, I mean, there's a whole team. There's a whole team. So and I could gonna, be the Blue Raja. You know, we're getting ahead right. of ourselves here. We're talking uh, really fast because we have limited battery yeah. power. <laughs> <laughs> that we know. Of. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We're probably fine. So we're going to watch uh, a movie that we haven't seen in a long, long time, which is something what we do here. That's what we do here. On uh, now available. Which for us in our age demographic usually glance at somewhere in the 90s. We have a demographic. And uh, today that movie is Mystery Man. Men of Mystery. Yeah. Uh, one of, uh, one of, in my opinion, at least from memory, one of the first great superhero movies. Yeah. Definitely one of the best ones from 1999. And definitely, and get out of the way, Shrek, the yeah. best movie to feature All-Star by Smash Mouth. Oh, the first, yeah. really, I think. Wait, though. Didn't, didn't Can't Hardly Wait have that also? No, it had, it had Walking two- on the Sun. It did not have have both of them. Oh, I'm positive it didn't have All Star. They didn't come out with that one. No, it had arguably the best Smash Mouth song. Oh, it is. It's it's Walking on the Sun is so good. It's a good tune. Yeah. Oh, Smash Mouth. God. They're going to play All Star a lot. Are they? Is it going to be like four times? It. Yeah. I mean, at least at least once. I mean, like at the end, probably. Yeah. Somebody. Okay. So, Mystery Men, Uh, starring Mm. Ben Stiller. William H. Macy. Kel Rockmore? Okay. Is that his name? Kel? Yeah. Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. Uh, Jeffrey Rush. Janine Garofalo. Ooh. Uh, Tom Waits. Oh, damn you. Greg Kinnear. Oh, another good one. Oh, uh, isn't Eddie Izzard in this? Yes, he's a bad guy. Yeah, he's one of the bad guys. He's one of the bad guys. Who plays the Sphinx? Uh, that is also somebody. He's, uh, if, if Doug, somebody. our producer, was here... He would talk about how he knows that guy. Yeah. He's, he's talked about it before. Oh, man. Who? Yeah. Who is that? He's a, I think he's a famous voice actor. Okay. Um, somebody. So anyway. But Dan I mean, Cook shows up for a minute. Oh, yeah. As the Doug Waffler. Jones shows up for a minute. Doug Jones. Uh, yeah. So uh, Dan Cook is the Waffler. The Waffler. And remember Dan Cook. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Mystery Men. It's a, it's a, it's a underdog superhero yeah. movie. Yeah. Okay. So plot, plot. It's good. I, I like th- it. I think it's great. This is a great alternative universe. Uh, we have the uh, sort of uh, commercial superhero who's successful and good at what he does. He's dressed up like a NASCAR uh, driver. Greg Kinnear. And yeah, he's, he's got like yeah, he's got sponsors, and sponsors and, like yeah. a NASCAR driver. And does he have real superpowers or does he just have a lot of money? I think he's got like a jetpack. And um, and he's like, so he's a Bruce Wayne, but he's got like a PR person, right, and all that, and he's like at a place where he's, um, he's 
he's bored. So he bored. Doesn't have like here. any of these like uh, you know Avenger level threat. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, all the bad guys. he's already put away all the bad guys. Yeah, like, and the bad like guy Casanova Frankenstein, Frankenstein which is that's Jeffrey, Jeffrey Rush. Rush right? yeah. yeah, what a great bad guy name Casanova Frankenstein. Hell yeah, maybe the best. Yeah, that's really, honestly really good. Can't think of a better one. And uh, and really a interesting, weird, fun character that Jeffrey Rush puts together for it. He's great. He's so good. Uh, he's got all these gangs. That like work for him because right. he's a super villain. And he just gets out, like he gets out of prison. Yeah, but yeah. oh, because oh, because Greg Kinnear's yeah. character, who, which is what uh, like Captain Amazing or yes. something. Captain Amazing. Is it Captain Amazing? I think it is Captain okay. Amazing. Um, yeah, he is responsible for breaking Casanova Frankenstein out because he, he doesn't wants... break him out, but he goes to the parole hearing. And like basically like gives him a wink and he's like because he's like that got that Peter Parker relationship where he's like I know Captain Amazing and uh, he really thinks that Casanova Frankenstein is cured. That's right. That's right. And also I think Casanova Frankenstein is like he, he one of the parole board women is like uh, on his he he's he's corrupted one of the therapists or something like that much in the same like a Joker Harley Quinn type situation. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's really that's all like the periphery, right? Okay. It's that's not. It's this that's not even this, the main this isn't story. Captain Amazing story. Not even close. This is the story of a ragtag group of uh, wannabe superheroes. They're the other guys. They are the other guys, <laughs> and uh, they're the B team. They're so good. They're not even second string. No. Um, so you have. Uh, Ben Stiller, who plays Mr. Mr. Furious. Furious. He doesn't play... Well, I guess he plays Mr. Furious. I don't remember what his name is. Do you remember? I, think his, I mean, his... His, the, his superhero, superhero name is yeah. Mr. Furious. I don't... Yeah, I don't remember. They his, call him... His name's like Dave or Dave, something. Yeah. I don't know. Something. <laughs> um, yeah. And um, he's basically the Hulk. <laughs> he wants if, to Hulk out. But he doesn't like turn into a rage monster. But this is one of Ben Stiller's funniest films, I think. I think so. I think it's, it's, a, it's a good role. It's a really funny, like him trying to lose his shit, but like still ending up being like kind of like a short guy yeah. who's like not that intimidating is so funny. Yeah. And he's just like, he's just like stomping on the car and like trying to rock it and like trying to do all this damage and he just can't. Yeah. No, he's just not that strong. He's not that strong. And like, and he's mad. Like, yeah, he's mad, but he's also like not even that mad. And he's uh, joined by his two friends, uh, William H. Macy, who plays the, the shoveler. shoveler. Uh, he shovels well. I shovel, I shovel well is one of I his. shovel very well. And that's basically it. Like, he like, basically looks like a, uh, an old-timey miner. Yeah. And he carries a shovel, which, you know. You can do damage. Depending on how you are with martial weapons, um, does just fine. I mean, I think he usually, like, he's one of the more effective ones in a fight. because I don't recall... Digging ever really coming up though? No, he just hits people. Yeah, with a shovel. Yeah, and then my favorite, the blue raja. The blue raja. But if you know your history, and (laughs) (laughs) really Uh, makes quite a lot of sense. uh, Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. One of my favorite roles of his. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he's great in this. The blue raja, and uh, yeah, so he's got a like a British colonialist accent, right? And but he wears like a turban. Yeah, and he throws forks. Yeah, specifically forks, but then any cutlery will do. Any cutlery, and he's actually very good. Yes, he he might be the most effective, but he can't throw knives. That's the thing. Oh, I don't remember that. I, well, I think like that's like 
he could throw other things, but like, I think he's not even that good at throwing other things. And I, th- I mean, I think they reach a point where he's like not that great at it, but then there's like, you know, classic training montage. Yeah. With Tom Waits. And he gets like pretty good at it. I know. Oh, I think that's with the Sphinx. Oh, the Sphinx. You go to Tom Waits for weapons, the weapons and the, the cool tornado battle van. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, they're like the, uh, the original three. Yeah. Their little group. They're a trio. Also, it's funny. You find out later that Hank Azaria is talking in this British accent the whole time. And he's not. But he, he's just, that's all, that's all part of it. Which, it's hey, all you know, superheroes do that. They change their voice. He stays in character. Uh, but then I guess they have, uh, they know that they have to help uh, rescue Captain Amazing, who gets captured. Oh, yeah. As soon as Casanova Frankenstein gets home. Captain Amazing shows up like, yeah, we're going to battle now. And he is immediately captured. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they're like, shit. Yeah, we have to save him. We got to, but you know what? We're going in underarmed, mm-hmm. uh, underpowered. We should have tryouts. And I, don't, I think that happens after. <clears throat> after what? Well, there is, there's an amazing scene in which they go in there to save Captain Amazing. Just the three of them. Just the three of them, oh, okay. I think. And they fail spectacularly. In fact, they kill him. They, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, think that, I think that happens later. Doesn't it? I don't remember. I can't remember. See, I was thinking... I, I that, think it happens pretty early on. Okay, I was thinking that that happened towards the end. I do, I do remember that they straight up, like, they... They are, activate the machine. Yeah, they activate, like, the death ray, and it basically, like, melts Captain yeah. Amazing. It kills it. Like, okay, well, what, yeah. So, maybe, yeah, maybe that's what happens. I think they, I think after that, they, like, flee. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, shit, like, he has this weapon. Now we need to, like, have trials. Yeah. But they might have met... I don't know if they met some of the other ones first, because you have the sphincter. I think... The spleen. The spleen. <laughs> Different. The sphincter. <laughs> there is a the sphinx. The sphinxter. <laughs> uh, who is played by Paul Rubens. Yeah. Which we didn't say in the beginning. But so Why, how did we miss? Yeah, Pee-wee? I know. His uh, this is one of his best roles, at least in my mind. Me too. And uh, I think it was kind of a comeback for him in some ways. I mean, not like yeah. that he kept on working that much. I think it was one of his first like roles. After, you know, stuff. After stuff, which, I mean, these days, everyone's kind of like, who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It's so true. Um, (laughs) I mean, honestly. Come on. Like, sure, in whatever the 80s or early 90s, we were all taken aback by the fact that he would masturbate. But now. But now. Who who really does (laughs) give a shit? uh, He didn't hurt anyone. His special ability is farting. He farts, and it's bad, and, and they're targeted. Which, you know, when I think about, like, why did I love this so much when I was, like, a preteen boy? Farts equal funny. Farts, man. Yeah. Farts will get you. Oh, they're so funny. Every time. They're hilarious. Excuse um, me. <laughs> excuse yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, got a lisp. <laughs> um, and then uh, there's the invisible boy. Kel. Kel. Yeah, who, who can only turn <laughs> invisible if no one's looking at him. Right. Okay. So, which... You know, which when you think about it, can still be incredibly useful, and which it proves to, to be, be. it proves to be later in the movie. Like sometimes you need to be invisible for other things besides people. But it's also one of those things. The whole movie, you're like, can he be invisible? Can yeah, he? Can he? Can he? Um, so I guess they somehow meet those two, and then they have the tryouts for a sixth member. Okay. Yeah. And right. So they have that crew. Yeah, and it's just like a, just a hodgepodge of bad 
superheroes yeah. featuring the waffler dane cook dane cook who like he like burns himself on the well, face, face with, with a waffle, waffle iron, iron which is pretty funny um yeah the pe- doug jones is like a pencil man or something oh, the, okay he erases crime i erase um yeah there's a bunch of there's them. a bunch of others and they're like ready to call it a day when janine garofalo shows up who is legit yeah like so kind of super powered. Oh yeah, I mean she's the bowler. She has a supernatural bowling ball. Right, yeah. it's her. It's the skull of her father. Yeah, who was the Carmine the Bowler? I remember now. Carmine the Bowl. Oh, your father was Carmine the Bowler. Yeah, right, that's Eddie as <laughs> Eddie as does that. I just broke your chair. Oh, that's okay. Are you, do you need a new chair? <laughs> I not. I don't. Not Are you balancing. <laughs> no, uh, it's just the the support beam. Oh, okay, <laughs> we're fine. We're safe. <laughs> Very safe here. Um. Carmine the Bowler. Eddie Izzard had killed Carmine the Bowler. Yes. And Eddie Izzard is like in this disco gang. Right. The disco boys. Yeah. And he has a, a compatriot. And I don't remember if he's anybody in yeah. particular. Either. But yes. Yeah, so, and and Eddie, Eddie Izzard killed Carmine the Bowler. Yes. And so she has a vendetta against him. Yes. And yeah, she can like, she throws this bowling ball and it goes wild. Like, Honestly, the way we're talking about this with all these interlocking I think she has a little subplot. Mm-hmm. There's all these other little subplots going on. Yeah. There's really good character. I think this is a really movie. well-written film. I think it is too. And I think it's funny. This is a movie where I'll be extremely disappointed if we walk away going, that was a boring piece of crap. These days, I feel like most of the time we walk away being like, that was kind of long. Why was it so long? Yeah. But I, I, I'm really hoping that the pacing is kept up. It's just jokes after jokes. And I think it will be. I mean, Tom Waits shows up. He's consistently good and funny. Uh, he makes non-lethal weapons. Right. And they're like, ugh, no thanks. We need, we need lethal weapons. Yeah, yeah. And they're like walking away. And he throws uh, a tornado, tornado in a can. Tornado in a can. Cyclone yeah. in a can or yeah. something like that. It's so cool. And yeah, it's rad. And then he's like. He's a mad scientist. He's like, totally non-lethal <laughs> Totally effective. Totally effective. Yeah. Or <laughs> however yeah. uh, Tom Waits talks. Yeah, this. basically like that. And, uh, you know, we've I, I know for a fact we've mentioned this before on the podcast, but if you haven't seen The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, totally watch it. Do that. Because Tom Waits' little vignette is maybe my favorite Do one. Do yourself a favor. It's good. And also just listen to Tom Waits. Just listen to Tom Waits. I love Tom Waits. Um, I say that probably every other episode of this. When I... I remember... <laughs> Uh, watching Tom Waits on like some late night show, like uh, probably like ten years ago at this yeah. point, and I was with somebody who had never seen Tom Waits before <laughs> perform music, but yeah. they just only knew him as like, oh, he's that guy that's like pops up in movies every once in a while, right? Yeah. Um, and he started playing his song, and they thought it was a joke, right? <laughs> they thought it was it's like he's like he doesn't really do that. I'm like, no, that's, no, yeah, does. that's, that's his thing. He has a thing and, <laughs> and it's entertaining. It's really good. Yeah. And it is really good. Yeah. Anyway, check, he's great. Check out Tom Waits. They meet Tom Waits at the beginning and he's, uh, he's at this old folks home that they're like pr- trying to save. Like, like there's a gang that is stealing from old folks at the old folks home. And is Tom it the, Waits mole, is is it the mole gang? There's like a mole yeah, people maybe. gang. I think so. And Tom Waits is there, and they're like, "All right, sir, like you can go back to your room." He's like, "No, no, I don't, I don't live here. I'm here for the ladies." You oh, know, man, it's such a better Tom Waits than I have. Uh- <laughs> he's like, he's like chatting up this old lady when they get there, and he's like, "Oh, here's my card." Like, and yeah, then can- oh, yeah, I forgot about <clears throat> that. Oh man, good stuff. Um, yeah, but uh, eventually, uh, oh, and then they find the Sphinx. 
who's the Sphinx is uh, he's I guess a a, a legendary a, a legendary superhero and trainer. Of old. He's and, a, yeah. he's an Obi Wan. Yeah, and he speaks in like entirely in like riddles. Yeah, and adages. Yeah, a bunch of riddles of the Sphinx. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, and I remember he just like yeah, he's supposed to be like this you know um, mystic character, but mm. he's also just like I, I, if I remember correctly, there's several moments where it's just like oh, he's just he's just a guy. He's definitely just like, <laughs> he's yeah. just a guy. And I remember Ben Stiller, Mr. Furious, gets really furious at him at one point, yeah. and he's like calling him out on his like his riddles. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, there's. Lots of good stuff here. I feel like uh, we pretty much just nailed it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, at the end, there's like a big fight scene where they all, like all the new mystery men. Yeah. Uh, like they go and they, I mean, I'm sure, I think there's like a end of act two, like falling out situation. Yeah. I think. Oh yeah. I mean, they have to. There's an everybody hurts moment. They have to disassemble so they can. Right. Assemble. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I like to think of those as everybody hurts moments. Yeah. Then because everyone's sad, and there's a montage of people being sad without yeah. each other. Everybody Who knows? hurts sometimes. Everybody hurts. Um, so, for those of you listening at home, if you haven't seen the movie, you, you probably feel like you just did. We're that good at um, this. So, uh, before we watch it, I'm just curious for you, Trevor. Like, what do you have any like? I know for me, this was like a movie that me and my brother watched together all the freaking time. And it, and somehow, even though it was it wasn't like Power Rangers or Three Ninjas, it was also a movie that would get us like totally pumped get hyped. and like want to want to like fight each other afterward. Hell yeah! I don't know. Did you or similar experience? I think. Let's see. This was ninety nine. This is our ninety ninth episode, by the way. Oh yeah, episode ninety nine. This is why we're doing ninety nine. Um. Yeah. Whoa. Good job, Tom. We did it. Did it. Um. I think afterwards, this would make me want to play with like superhero action figures. I, yeah. I think that's the vibe. Like, I don't really remember exactly. I don't remember fighting with my brother that much uh, after watching this. We would definitely be ninjas after three ninjas yeah. for sure. Uh, I can, I can, I can definitely see the the action figure thing too because it's. I this movie is is really creative and imaginative. Oh I yeah. think. And I guess it's is it based on a comic? I don't know. I like. I want to say that it must. It be. might be. Um, but I just like, it's like, especially as kids, it's like the first like superhero thing I remember watching where it's like, oh, they, they're failures. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm rooting for them. They kind of suck. They're not like, they're not particularly different than us, but they try really hard. And like by the end, they all kind of are superheroes. Like Ben Stiller, Mr. Furious, he does get superhuman strength. Yeah. And, uh, and the shoveler is like, I don't know, supernaturally good at shoveling. And hitting people with a and shovel. hitting people with a shovel, I guess. He's, you know, he's also strong, I guess. Whatever, yeah, good yeah. fighter. And and the blue Raja does get like ridiculously accurate. Yeah, he's throwing like the, forks and silverware. Who's the the bad guy? Colin Farrell played Bullseye. Uh, bullseye, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's like Bullseye, but he's with basically forks. Bullseye with forks. And I really like that moment with his parents, where his his mom like gives him all of the nice, fine like cutlery. Oh god! She's yeah. like, I was saving it for your wedding, but, but uh, that's clearly not happening. Not gonna... <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Accepting him for who he is, it's yeah. so sweet. It is sweet. Um, and he's like, Oh wow, mom! <laughs> oh, he's like admiring the lines yeah. on the fork. Like, oh jeez, Sterling, these forks. Cool. Um, yeah, and then so they save the day, and uh, and they don't. You know, the, the entire city isn't turned into a warped hellscape. Yes. Which I think was the plan. 
Most likely. I mean, what what else is there, really? It was like a reality-altering weapon. Well, it definitely melts Greg Kinnear, so. It fucking melts the shit out of Greg Kinnear. It's so funny what they did. Yeah. That was like, <laughs> I think that was a turning point for me and like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> they failed hard. They killed the good guy. Yeah, and I and they don't get in trouble for it. Well, it was, <laughs> you know, the good guy was already... He was, he is portrayed as kind of a dick. He's so. a dick. It's very much like if anyone's watched The Boys, right? He's, yeah. He's like a Homelander type. Not as evil as Homelander. No, definitely. Definitely not Just as more like, of a dick. Definitely not as sociopathic. Right. Um, and not as all powerful. Yeah. But yeah, definitely a dick. And uh, there is that whole like, you know, wait, he is millionaire so-and-so? But he wears glasses. <laughs> yeah. How would he be able to see? Yeah, the satire on the whole superhero genre in this is, is real good. Yeah. If, yeah, I've got a feeling that if you watched The Boys and you enjoyed it and you haven't seen Mystery Men, you'd probably like it. I think we're going to like Mystery Men. I hope so. I remember it pretty well now that I'm reflecting. Well, I think we should find out. Let's watch it. All right. Okay. We're going to watch it and you should too. See you soon. And we're back. Hi. All right. Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> Trevor. Tom. Would you say that that was an all-star movie? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was an all-star movie. Definitely. Uh, hey now. I would say that I enjoyed like 80% of the movie just as much as I did before. Yeah, that's fair. And then like you got a little weak. Particularly towards the end. Right. It was not a great third act, in my opinion. Yeah, I can I can agree with that, I think. Um, and I, while it didn't drag, like the movie, it moved. No, yeah, it didn't it drag was, at all. It was pretty long, I think. It, yeah, it was like two hours and five minutes or something. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it was like some of that like end of second act, third act stuff like they go back to that mansion like five times, I feel like. Yeah, that there were some... A couple of things like they could have easily made it that the final encounter was also the encounter where they killed um, Captain, <laughs> Captain Amazing. Amazing. But all in all, first like initial impression, yeah, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. I and really enjoyed I think, it. I also think it's incredibly well done and well written. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it it holds up. Definitely uh, pokes. I'd say the most fun at like the the Joel Shoemaker. Batman movies when it's just like, it's just weird. Like they just live in a weirdo universe. Yeah. Full of weirdos. Yeah. And like, they're very big on like, if you're a gang or a superhero, like it, you have to have a theme. Oh, and they make be, fun of one of the gangs yeah. for like not having <laughs> the, like they have, Oh, the we have disco guns. boys. They're like, Oh, your power is a gun. Huh? Oh. What, what guns have to do with disco? Right. And he's oh, like, if you're going to have a chain, at least make it a yeah, gold chain. That's just like chain. off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really, really good. Um, yeah, it was, it was an alternate universe. Yeah. Uh, there were weird airship things. It's in like a huge weird, it's like a cool, like multilingual city. There's like yeah. all throughout the city. There's like all this different text, you know, there's, there's kanji. There, I think mm-hmm. I saw Russian in there. Like it's yeah. just, it's really interesting and cool. Uh, and like the, yeah, the architecture is all sort of like very, um, worldly, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of neat. Um, a couple people we missed, that made appearances in the film. 
uh, Ricky J. Ricky J. Uh, the late great uh, card magician, really, he was mostly known for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love Ricky J. He, was, he has a line that says, "I'm I'm a publicist, not a magician." Yeah. <laughs> he, he is. Uh, yeah, he plays uh, the uh, Captain Amazing's publicist, right? Uh, yeah, we talked a little bit in part one about how he's like all decked out with patches from. Yeah, he loses sponsorship by Pepsi. He's all mad. Yeah, uh, and that's why like he goes looking after uh, Casanova Frankenstein because he's like, oh, I miss the old days, like when I had like real like super villains. And he's talking about he's uh, like, oh, then get me Deathman. Deathman. Oh. oh, he's dead. Deathman's dead. <laughs> oh, okay, Father Doom. You know, he's like, um, yeah. There's <laughs> some, life without oh. parole. I, I read some uh, Apocalypto. So Armagesmo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so like all these different names of supervillains and superheroes, but also all the all the names and uh vernacular for all like the gizmos mm. and and uh sci-fi oh. superhero tech. Tom Waits doing techno babble is one of my yeah. favorite things in this <laughs> yeah. movie. They just gave him that dialogue and he just like killed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Baron von Chaos got the chair. Yeah, Baron. Really? <laughs> Baron von Chaos. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I really thought that uh, Captain Amazing, Greg Kinnear was so great uh, in that role, mm-hmm. especially in that scene. He's talking about how much he misses Casanova Frankenstein. He's talking about, oh, look at you with those eyes. And, uh, I, I can't do it. But you Yeah. Know. Oh, man. Uh, Greg Kinnear, as small a part as, as he has in this, again, yeah. he just shines. So bright. It is his, so funny. He's such a dick. Yeah. And you know what? I got to say, there's, you know, it's a big ensemble movie and everybody has really not a ton of individual time to develop their characters, but they do such an incredible job both in their acting and I think in the writing and really making you feel like you really know each of these characters and you're yeah. invested in them. There's, you know? there's good moments, for, especially for like the main three guys. Yeah. Uh, like there's really great. I think character stuff going on with them. I mean, the shoveler, William H. Macy is the moral center of this entire. His plot. motivational speech. It's so good. Uh, this is egg salad. This is egg salad. It's full of <laughs> cholesterol. My wife won't even let me eat it. Yeah. But we might as well be good as dead as far as I'm concerned. Should eat it. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. So and, are we going to save the city or should I eat this sandwich? Yeah. And each, all three of them had their own little subplot. Uh, Stiller with the waitress. Mm-hmm. Uh, William H. Macy with his wife, which was great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the blue rush off with his, his mother, mom, which was really sweet. It was really it sweet. It was actually super that sweet. That moment was very tender and cute. And it was really made cute. Me, yeah. It was really nice when she gives him the silverware. <laughs> it's <laughs> like that day's a long way off. Waiting for your wedding day. But yeah. Oh man. Do the, do the accent. <laughs> well, mother, uh. The city needs saving. Yeah, and I like it's, it's. She's not just patronizing him; she is genuinely proud. She's so proud yeah. of him. I always knew you were special. It's just really cute. And like William H Macy's wife is literally like, "I'm leaving you. Right. You keep going around pretending like you're a superhero, and nobody knows what's going on except for them. No one knows that right. the whole city is about to be destroyed." And he's just like, in, in total stoic fashion, it's a risk like, I have to take. Yeah, or else there might not be a home to come back to. Yeah. And he's, oh man, when they kill Captain Amazing, they're like, we killed him. And Shoveler's standing there on the way other side of the room like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I was standing over here the whole time. We killed him. <laughs> uh, he's just holding the shovel. I was standing over here the whole time. 
<laughs> his he was so dry and good in this. Like when they're at the end, when uh, they're trying to get Ben Stiller pumped up, and they're like insulting him and telling him about all his insecurities. Yeah, he yells. Uh, what did he say? Your penmanship is, is atrocious. Is atrocious. Yeah. Your penmanship is atrocious. Oh, so he, good. he with Ben Stiller is really good. Like when Ben Stiller is, is coming back after leaving the group, he gets all angry with the, the Sphinx. And he's, uh, you know, he comes back and he starts like, oh, I'm just temperature rising. <laughs> Vision blurring. <laughs> just like, hey, Roy, just, why don't you uh, come with us? Come with us. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, was, that was a close call. Well, <laughs> wouldn't want anyone getting hurt. Yeah. It's just like a good friend. So it's uh, something uh, I found interesting about this as I, I was reading some some trivia tidbits. Yeah, what you got? Is apparently there was some. It was kind of a rough shoot in terms of right, uh, personality so. clashes and stuff. Uh, Hank Azaria apparently said in an interview that uh, the cast was constantly arguing over the comedic tone of the film, which I found surprising because I thought it's I I I feel like it's pretty cohesive. You know, it didn't feel like you had a lot of people trying to go in one direction or another. Yeah. Maybe it's just because they're all they They can be somewhat different comedians in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I guess, you know, it, it is like this, like super uh, snappy, well-written sort of superhero satire. And then there's like fart jokes in it. There's fart jokes. And like boner and, jokes. Yeah. There's some like silly writing and just, yeah, like no one's particularly good with language in it, which, but like. Because of that, the Except writing is the, so the, funny. The Blue Rasha. Blue Rasha. <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many funny bits with uh, with Sphinx and with when, with uh, Mr. Furious and him just like not being able to say anything as quippy as he wants it to be. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. I, I wonder what was driving that. Um, but uh, One other thing disconnect. I saw, though, was uh, Ben's, apparently, uh, some somewhere early in shooting, Ben Stiller and Greg Kinnear got into some heated argument. What? And Ben Stiller like asked to be released from the film. Wow. Yeah. So weird. Um, and then also the, uh, the director, Usher King. Usher directed this movie. Yes, this is, uh, it was directed by Usher. Cool. Um, no, who was it? I wonder just, it's so smooth. Yeah. Uh, Oh, Kinka Usher. Kinka. Cool. Um, apparently after they directed it, they were like, I'm going back to just commercials because this is too much. too much BS to deal with. Wow. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, let's see here. It was, uh, uh, yeah, the last thing uh, they directed was in 2007, and it was a Volvo commercial. Holy <laughs> shit. Wow. Yeah. So it really was a tough production. That's too bad. I guess so. That's too bad because it's fun to watch. And I hate I mean, the idea that they all like weren't really were friends. at odds I with know. each other because like every like every one of them brings something fun to it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Paul I know Rubens ben, was so good. Ben Stiller and Janine Garofalo they they have a lot of history. I think, yeah, I think they dated at some point, and then they. I I, I might be making that up, but well, they had I know, a lot of MTV the, stuff. And, yeah, they yeah. worked a lot together. Because um, I thought they had really good bickery. That was fun chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, and I—I I mean, it's hard to believe that like, you, like Hank Azaria or William H Macy would be giving anyone any like, yeah, hard time. Like, yeah, just, and again, I mean, that's IMDb trivia. Who knows? Like, yeah, but we use it all the time, so it's basically yeah. real. I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, interesting. 
And there's not even that much with uh, Stiller and Kinnear. There's like that one scene. Yeah, I know. That's the, like, and I, which makes sense that they probably shot that relatively early. Yeah. Because he's in that set, in that suit, and everything relatively early. So they probably just shot every scene in that consecutively. Finished it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Castle over Frankenstein. Uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Rush. Rush, great, incredible, incredible, incredible. Really, like so high caliber actor right like with like some hugely iconic performances um this could easily just be it could have been a role that he like passed on or phoned in and like he just he goes 150 percent like he time. does full-on very professional oh yeah uh, I wrote down Pinky Vision. Uh, at one point, he fights with Mister Furious. The Pinky Cam. He has a yeah. uh, very sharp, uh, sharpened golden pinky nail, and he fights with it apparently. Yeah, and well, uh, which yeah. was weird. Like a, a fencer with the pinky. Uh, what do you think of Eddie Izzard? Good. He's funny. Okay. He's very like just a few. Small, again, just a few things, role. but again, Disco is not I, I, Yeah, <laughs> everybody who is in this film, whether it's for one minute or the whole movie, uh, just kills it the whole time. Even like all the little, um, uh, like the rap gang, right? Uh, the the good boys or whatever they're called, right? You know, like yeah. that little <laughs> tiny little tidbit there that was, that was yeah. funny. It was funny. Yeah, there's all these weird campy gangs that are like you know part of his empire from we can assume 1979 because it said he's been locked up for 20 years. Yeah. This came out in 99. So like it makes sense that like his gang, like his place is all like disco-y and yeah. like from oh, the seventies. Yeah. Cause he like, he I just never got... really thought of that, but yeah, of course that makes perfect sense. <laughs> he was put away in the seventies. Yeah. But it's such a funny aesthetic that works so well, especially yeah. for that, like Joel Shoemaker, Batman right. sort of aesthetic, uh, with, you know, very colorful mm-hmm. and sort of quirky, kind of thing happening i would say those are two very apt words for this yeah oh absolutely oh man um uh were there problematic moments well the only thing i wrote was is there slight sexism in this film absolutely okay yeah so like there's a couple parts during the um during the tryouts yeah there's a couple things Let's get a couple girls dressed as Wonder Women. And, and like, they, oh, they fight. fight. Oh, and, then, and then all and the guys like, are going to drool because, oh, look, girls are fighting. Right. And then there's the, like the PMS Avenger or something. And they do yeah. a PMS joke. And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then there was another, like, yeah, there's some, like, male gazy stuff to do with one of the, the gangs, like the furry gang or something. And they shake sure. their clothes. Yeah. That, yeah. Which, like, it wasn't the gang so much as, like, the... They shrink their clothes and then they just linger. They a linger little, a little bit. longer than mm-hmm. they need to on the shot, and then yeah. and then Ben Stiller makes a boner joke. Right. Although, I mean, in regard to some of the offenses we have witnessed in other movies, this is on the milder side of things. Yeah, it's just our job. Yeah, as the as <laughs> to this be is like, our job. Mm, this wouldn't play as well wouldn't today. Play as well, and you know, we're letting you know that yeah, we noticed too. Yeah, like we did. Like we yeah. see that. Sure. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was we there. We noticed it. We saw it. Did they need it? Nope. Nope. They didn't need it. And I will say, too, like other, you know, um, characters like Janine Garofalo's character uh, portrayed super. And of course, Janine Garofalo is the kind of person that wouldn't play a character <laughs> that was portrayed anything less than, you know, strong, independent, you know. And she was. She, I mean, she like didn't take shit from anybody. Yeah, definitely not her dad. No. 
Yeah. And okay, so let's let's talk about the bowler for a minute. Okay. She is a legit superhero. She is a power. Well, she, yeah. okay, she She's can a magic item. She can talk. She yeah. does. She can talk to her dead dad through mm-hmm. the bowling ball. She can like kind of use it as like like an arcane eye well, sort of thing yeah, where because she, like, it can talk to her and be like I yeah. see this and this and that. Yeah. So it's a little like periscope thing and then uh it's like sentient and can like fly around <laughs> and kill people yeah i mean it moves of its own accord yeah um what do you think the bowler carmine the bowler's voice sounds like um hey i'm carmine the bowler i don't know yeah (laughs) why what about you no that's a good one i don't know i was trying to think about it too it could also have just been like hey honey like yeah well there's a couple guys up by the door and uh (laughs) okay like more of a ned flanders you assume because he's only high. You, you can assume only because he's represented by a skull right. in a bowling ball that he he's got like, hey, I'm a Carmine the bowler. Right. But but yeah, he could totally. Anyone could be a bowler. He could just be like, like you'd uh, be the dude. Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, he gets the, uh, you know, he, he kills the guy, he kills Eddie Izzard, who, you know, killed him. The, the police uh, found the. The bowler's body at the bottom bottom of an elevator shaft, uh, which fell onto some bullets. Yeah, great line. It was really good. It's great, great line. A little foul play suspected. And uh, yeah, I thought she was a great character. Definitely the most oh, super powered of all of them. Oh, for sure. Except for maybe the invisible boy. Yeah, who actually becomes invisible. He can't like... And, I mean, that was like one of the situations that that would be incredibly helpful right. where a door trap kind there of was a yeah a, a laser that if it's on anyone it would vaporize you and uh everyone turned around he became invisible yep there and his go. clothes fall off apparently yeah. that happens. so he's also kind of like ethereal i guess oh, yeah i suppose That's cool. um yeah I, I i did like um at the end it was very janine garofalo when they're talking about they're all being interviewed after they oh, leave yeah. the thing. This is for the little guys. This is for the little guys. And Willie Mage Macy's talking about like, you know, like the woman at the DMV, that's a hard job. And Jeannie Garofalo comes in like, and, uh, you know, support local music and uh, independent film. Yeah. This is for those people. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought like, this is great. They're just, they're throwing in some, some stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, I, you really, when you watch it, you don't get any kind of sense that like, oh, this was a rough filming. Like, it seems like it's good. I'm sure most of the time it was. Fine. I'm sure. You know, you have a couple rough days, and everyone gets all weird. About but who knows? I'd love. That's the kind of stuff that I like. I wonder, like, I'd read that book, The Making of Mystery Men. Inside, like, three Mystery months Man. of hell. <laughs> you know, like inside Mystery Men. Man. Um, but yeah, the attention to detail in this movie, every every like every setting, like uh, Tom Waits is an abandoned um, theme park, like amusement yeah. park. Like that's where he like hangs out and He's tinkers and stuff. Yeah, oh. of course he lives there. And um, apparently there were several sets that were used from uh, Batman Forever, um, which I think that makes sense. Like some like the the old folks' home in the very beginning, or like the that vibe exactly is so. Weird. Oh yeah, totally. So weird. Um, and you, this is even the music. This is 1999, so like that's 100 what they were going for. Yeah. And uh, I just that's great. That was the massive action superhero movie. When, when was Joel? When was Batman Forever? I think that was ninety seven. Okay, and then I think Batman and Robin is the same year as this. So I, I don't know if it came out before or after Whew, that fucking movie. Um, yeah. Well, we're gonna do it. Okay, we're gonna do all four. Oh god, because I have a DVD with all four movies on it. Are we gonna do eighty nine Batman? 
This is a nineties podcast. No, no, we gotta do eighty nine Batman. All right. We should, we should save it. For, we should do them in reverse order. Okay. Well, you know, after we count up from 99, <laughs> we can just go backwards. That's true. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Uh, what, what else? Do you got anything else? Um, no, not really. I, oh, one of my other favorite parts was them uh, making their own costumes. Yeah. I that, loved that scene. There was this funny... So this the whole movie really takes place over the span of two days. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and so, like, when they meet the Sphinx character who... Uh, uh, cuts guns in half with his mind. He actually does. Like that was a rumor, but then it turns out that uh, it was real. And, uh, they basically go, I, I called it superhero day camp. Yeah. It was like, was they were good. doing like all of these like team building things. Mm-hmm. And then they're working on their own personal superpowers and getting tips yeah, and pointers and then making and sewing their new costumes. That was my favorite bit. It was very cute. It's like, of course they have to sew their own. No one's going to sew their own, their costume. They, it's a secret thing. You can't yeah. know your secret identity, so you have to make your own. So every superhero that has their own costume has to sew it themselves. And that was uh, Wes Studi. Okay. The Sphinx. The Sphinx. The Sphinx. Yeah, he was great. Um, yeah, and, and like by the end of it, they have a pretty good team, and they have some weapons that are very effective. Uh, oh, yeah. Non-lethal, but effective. And, uh, you know, they have a tech guy. You yeah, know, they have their, like a person for situations. Yeah, they're good. Like I would watch Mystery Men too. I would too. I I you know they'll uh, never make it apparently. No, never. <laughs> and even like but it. even if they like tried to remake it, I just feel like the it, uh, it, it I think it would be really hard to capture recapture it. Right. It was a thing for 99. I think it would be hard to get right again. Yeah, cuz again too. Well, I mean, it'd be interesting to see an uh, a similar take based on you know what superhero movies and the perception of superheroes is now. Although I think the boys, like we talked about before, does a really good job of that. Much yeah. darker and grittier. Or Watchmen. Um, or Watchmen, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Again, darker, grittier, more Dark, serious. Gritty. Like, what would another like comedy satire look like? I know. Well, I mean, so the boys is pretty funny, but no, it's yeah. also very serious. Mystery Men does have to be about people that aren't particularly good at that. The Tick does a good job. Yes, but also from the '90s, really. Yeah. No, there's the new one too. Yeah, which was good. There have been th- three. Yeah, and the comics were good. Yeah, I just this definitely falls into that same. It's spoofy, but it's also good on its own. Yeah, and apparently this is based on some comic property, but Ew. I guess uh, what I read was only Mister Furious and the Shoveler were actual characters from the series. Weird. I know. I would, by the way, I would totally read the standalone uh, on the bowler, like I the would, bowler. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, cool, cool. Well, uh, verdict: watch it, watch it, totally watch it, definitely watch really, it. Really, really good. It's good. It's funny. I would even say watch watch a, a Joel Shoemaker Batman and then watch this. Yeah, that would have been a good, <laughs> probably a good, good back call. to back. Yeah, especially if you liked it. You know, in the 90s, or if you watched it, you know, you haven't seen it in a while. Like, I, I don't remember the last time I saw this movie. It was over, probably 10 years, right? Maybe. Yeah, I guess so. And, uh, yeah, I still, I was laughing a lot. It was funny. I was enjoying myself. Well done. Well done, indeed. Cheerio. Um, all right, that's going to do it for today. Um, if you're, uh, we're recording this the day before Thanksgiving, if you are in America and you're thankful for something, uh, we're, ha- we're, we're happy for you. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thankful Thanks Day. 
Thankful thanks. Give thanks. Um, okay, cool. And cool. also, if you want to interact with us on social media or via email, you can do that. Uh, just nowavailableov at gmail.com. You can also reach us at Twitter and on Instagram at nowavailableovc. Okay. Content. Trevor, take us out of here with some words of wisdom. <laughs> I don't need a compass to tell me which way the wind chimes. Don't forget to check and replace your smoke detector batteries. Now Right now.